Hey, everybody. Wow. Yeah, you've made it to another Scrambling University. All right. As I said, we are going to start off the shows with some testimony. So here is her latest track called Heroin. Thank you, Testimona, for helping us start the show off in such a fucking awesome way. Now that uh, now that we got the rights to play some shit. So, uh, yeah, I was run, run, running this morning. Sorry I'm late. Fish Alpine Valley show from this year uh, in the background. Whew. Yeah. Ah, 
Yes, this Invisible Man suit on. All you fuckers. Oh, right on. Lost Project. Oh, yeah, yeah. Hit the thumbs up and all that shit. Uh, hey, I just sent you a copy of the Squatch Budget. Preliminary. Uh, notice there's three tabs. Take a look at that. See what you think. Uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, let's see. Oh, let's see. Ooh, ooh, love Alpine Valley. Yeah, they did a pretty good show. Starts out with Fuego, Clear Your Mind, Twist. The Haley's Comet's really nice. Destiny Unbound, Mama Dance, Drip While You're Sleeping. I don't know if we'll get much further than that. Oh, Ass Handed. Yeah, yeah, they did that end of the year, too. Don't set your soul free. Yeah, it's a good set. Oh, oh yeah. Don't show that. <laughs> I don't know where the music's coming from. It's background music. Oh, fuck. Okay. Woo! Yeah, so. Uh, I owed a couple of people uh, some shit before the day started. So I had to get that out. Sorry. Uh, yeah. So the deal is we're trying to get a board of directors nailed down for the Squatch Fest. It's a real board. People with uh, professional experience in their category or their thing that they're going to do. Um, so yeah, you know, people with actually like trade skills to be like operations people and people with actually promotion and marketing skills like proven on resumes to be the promotion and marketing coordinator. You know, things like that. Real insurance, real attorneys, real contracts, motherfucker. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> it's so funny. Trying to run Squatch Fest. If you go back and uh, if you want access to it, let me know. I'll show it. There's a Road to Squatch Fest blog that my C4 members have access to. That's the history of the Squatch Fest told by me as the, the organizer from the beginning. In the two iterations, well, three that have happened already. Uh, yeah, trying to make it a crowdsourced, crowd-invented, uh, organic, bottom-up festival. With all the hippie virtues of that. Well, okay. Go back even further. You guys all know I used to run fucking... Uh, ha, 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 ha. Gotta go check out the winery. Oh, yeah, yeah. Fucking super sweet. Circle back after the show. The uh, uh, Yeah, those guys are staying on a nice little winery. Uh, if you haven't checked out Lots Project, go check out their, uh, go check out their YouTube or their Rumble. They're on fucking everywhere. TikToks. Uh, they gave a nice little tour the other day. If you had it, if you were going to tent that place, you could really get yourself kind of off the side. It's a nice little winery down there. I think they're in Mississippi, I'm pretty sure. So, yep, yep. Um, but yeah, so putting the festival together, right? We tried, we tried organic, we tried self organization, yada, yada. <sighs> You can only make things so big and so decent when it's self-organizing 
right? And you're not paying people to do professional jobs. Oh, yeah, I should say. I've been trim, trim, trimming for the last week or so. That's why I had to make a... I just had to make a deal with uh, Riley. He's going to take my squat, or he's going to take my <coughs> ticket to go down to Jack's. <laughs> oh. Yeah, but <coughs> it's so beautiful this year. <laughs> it still was 81 degrees and sunny yesterday. The first precipitation said, well, it rained for about three hours since June. The first precip was supposed to roll in Wednesday. So, yeah, this is my first. Ha ha ha! Yeah, you know, two lighters thick, two thirds of a lighter tall. The interesting thing is, the cross, I think, was with. Um, God damn, it crossed with something. So it's my one iron that was Blue Dream by Grill Blue, but I swear to God, it got crossed with. Fruit Loops. What well, smells like? Uh, really, really fruity. But it could have just been the organic soil. It's just so heavy and, and everything it needed. It just built the terpenes that it hadn't built in years past. Or it went long enough to really get the terpenes out at the end. The smell is just incredible. And for being, yeah, what, five-day cure, seven-day cure? Not even coughing. Now I got it in glass. Oh, yeah, back from our harvest thing last Friday. First thing you do is wet trim the shit out of it. So trim it down to almost looking like that while it's wet, right? And then I throw them on screens, but you got to hang them, whatever. Right, and you want it on a little longer piece of stock that slows the drying of the bud down because the attaching of the stock has water in it and it always tries to equalize since it's attached. Right, so you let it dry till it gets a little crunchy on the outside, then you come back and just take off the big stalks, take down to the buds. Then you throw it in glass jar. What that does is that now that equalizes the moisture between the green and this little stalk. So it equalizes the moisture and it spreads it out and slows it down. Uh, you want to open your jars about once a day or twice a day in the very beginning and burp them. So your, your oxygen's doing oxidizing everything in the jar and drying it out a little. You're smoothing out the moisture at that point. So yeah, it's a good, uh, it's a good thing to do. Burp your jars once a day for the first week or two. Or twice a day for the first week or so, and then once a day. And then, you know, after like two, three weeks, we're going to hold long term. Once it's like not changing its humidity internally anymore, keep the dress up. No light. You could throw in a hand absorber if you're not going to open that jar for a while. Throw it in, shut it. It'll chew all the, it'll oxidize the metal, make a little heat, chew all the oxygen out of that can or out of that. Ball jar, half gallon bar closer, right? And then uh, close that thing. Anyway, got distracted. <laughs> Drying weed at that time of the year. 
it's just like coffee, right? If you pick it perfect and then you take it down and you mill it shitty, you can fuck up the best coffee in the world. That's uh, how Bill with uh, La Manita always used to say, like, I can make the perfect, perfect coffee bean and you can only fuck it up from here. <laughs> Why he built his own mill, that built his own roastery, and then, yeah. Oh, yeah. Never got into the retail. Uh, yeah, yeah. So, anyway. Uh, yeah, so Squatch Fest. We're, uh, yeah, brave. It's great for the ah, synchronicity. It's always synchronicity. It's so funny. I make these, I'm making these show titles a long way ahead. If you haven't figured out any patterns yet, go back and look at the spellings and capitalizations of the show titles. <laughs> You'll see eventually. Um, yeah, brave, right? Brave. Ha! A couple of moments of bravery, right? Not bravery. Yeah, fuck. I don't know. It. Uh, it's so funny. I love Jack's fucking stories, right? It's like a pig in a tornado, right? They're all like hanging on to their little fucking trees, like oh, I was getting the shit beat out of them, right? Until one of them decides to like let go and just fucking next thing you know, he's flying around, you know, like not getting beat around on the trees anymore. All his little pig buddies are looking up, going, "Hey, fucking pigs can't fly!" Like telling the dude he's flying, he can't fly. Oh, yeah, yeah. So, but. At some point, some fucking pig had to, like, decide in the middle of the storm to let go of the fucking tree. That's the point. That's the point, right? Deciding to let go of the tree. Woo! Ah, jettison the fucking safety rope. Wow! Oh, yeah. How do you know? How do you know? I don't know. Yeah, is it bravery or stupidity? Oh, it's the, uh, in, in one of the uh, greatest story ever told, Dead Song, uh, Sailor was not so wise. Right? Strategy was his friend, not disaster. Or Strailer, Sailor was much too wise. Strategy was his friend, not disaster. Ugh. Yeah, bravery and stupidity. I don't know. Uh, so closely linked. <laughs> um. Yeah, stupidity, I guess, would be just diving into the danger, not knowing there's danger, right? Because you're not fucking aware. Bravery would be knowing the danger and doing the calculated risk and fucking take, taking it by the balls and going and getting it done. Oh, yeah. It, uh... It's a great day for the show. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Until you have decided to do an enterprise level thing that's going to involve other humans and their prosperity and outcomes for them as an active thing. 
it's hard to like describe the decision making process to people, right? Because it, it definitely involves risk that when you start a thing up to intentionally involve others, you better get your plan fucking right, right? Because when you're planning for yourself, you can fuck your shit up all the time. It doesn't matter. It's just you. Right? But if you're going to do an enterprise level thing that's going to be like gathering energy, gathering people, gathering resources, right? For a purpose, for a thing in a space and a time. That all involves mass amounts of danger and destruction. <laughs> oh, yeah. If you haven't seen people go bankrupt or watch entities implode, yeah, I don't know. I've been through three big mergers and acquisitions. One real corporate bankruptcy. And yeah and making a bootstrap company work from fucking nothing uh so yeah yeah it uh i understand the evolution and uh devolution of risk so yeah bravery so what i had to do earlier today right was build a real sasquatch budget for real, like a real enterprise. Like, okay, let's start a sub company, fucking build a proficient, professional board of directors, and do this thing, intending to make a motherfucking profit. And when I say profit, I mean cash flow positive. Paper might not show profit. That's all of it fucking story cash flow positive right now it's probably going to involve going to an outside agency and presenting my plan and asking for funding in advance trying to make itself fun but you always need a little juice to start some shit. It'll be much be much easier with juice to start some shit. Because, goddamn, with money, you can make money so easily. It's not even... It's just not even a thing at that point. Without it, you've got to be creative. With it, it's just moving blocks around. So, am I fucking willing to do it? Ah! <sighs> haven't been for 11 years. <laughs> I had to detox from it. Uh, yeah, it's interesting. I needed the other 11 years, right, of meeting Chicken Joe and letting go of some toxic shit and completely stepping back for a while. Um, looking at how things run and looking at how I run. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. Being able to run me better. 
right? Making money with money isn't a problem. Making money with money and not getting fucking caught in the cycle. That's the problem. And not parlaying up once you fucking get the machine rolling. So you have to have a fucking plan. <sighs> so, yeah. <laughs> what has been my struggle for the last fucking week? Ugh. Eight to ten years as I built my own thing, right? The like money people never leave you alone. They know you can do it, so they just keep coming, right? So saying no to shit all the fucking time, like no, we will not do that. It is not enough of a project. I can't do it. Yeah. But then you get caught in the trap of saying no because your own thing starts fucking grooving and like, okay, it gets up to like, okay, good enough, having fun. Now it's not the golden handcuffs. Now it's the permaculture paradise handcuffs, right? Once you build a fucking garden of Eden to live in and you make shit pay for itself and you have a cost of living that's almost nothing. (sighs) Oh. Yeah. <laughs> ah, scrambling fucking A, be brave, you dickhead. So, yes, bravery. Right? Knowing the cost or the potential cost of doing the thing and its existence needing to be done. Doing it anyway. Yeah, I don't know. You know, for all the dads out there that are getting fucking bled by the state to support some bullshit because of a third party to a contract that you didn't negotiate with, that every fucking day go out and get it done and bring it home and hand it over. Salute. Right? Do your fucking thing. Gotta do it. But yeah. Instead of just doing the grind. Do I put the fucking pedal down? Involve other people. <laughs> Take more risk and get it done. Squatch Fest is a good project. It really is. It, it could go on like building it right for the right reasons to help the right people. We'll help the camp grow. We'll help more people experience nature. We'll bring more people out to see a music festival to build community. It's all the fucking right thing to do. <sighs> you know, <laughs> last year, just about this week, is when I ended up in the fucking hospital with all the wires sticking on my fucking head and heart, and I had to rip that bullshit off and head for the door. So, I know that's the potential outcome of scaling up the motherfucking festival. But, I believe the risk could be mitigated by doing it fucking properly and involving leverage. Right? 
I was trained to be a motherfucking CEO. Jesus Christ. I was I was VP of Ops for Northwest Little Caesars like had 300 people reporting to me and I was like 29, 30, something like that. I don't know. It was ridiculous. Oh yeah. I just didn't want to fucking go up and man and shit anymore. But then at the coffee company, I could have moved into something like that. Or gone to work for other people in the world like that. And I didn't. <laughs> Instead, I retired. I stepped back to do the permaculture thing. But you know what? It was the right thing to do. I needed to fucking do it at the time. I needed to. So, because I needed to learn the whole empathy lesson. I needed to kick my fucking alcohol addiction. Right? A lot of shit needed to get changed. Because powering up and using leverage and fucking engaging the forces of making shit happen is all risky. It has to be done right. So, yes, bravery. <laughs> oh, knowing what can fucking happen and doing it anyway. Moving forward because it's the right fucking thing to do. Right, not not running from shit. Right, there's a lot of forms of bravery. Right, but just because you're not brave today doesn't mean you're not brave. It just means something's kicking your ass in the short term. <laughs> right. So, just because something's kicking your ass in the fucking short term, doesn't mean it has to kick your ass forever. As soon as you make a decision that, yeah, this may fucking hurt, but I am going to walk into it anyway, because it's the right thing to do in the long run for the bigger picture or for your thing, whatever your thing is, right? Fuck. I don't know. But, you know, like, hurt, wounded people, I don't know if they can be brave. They can be stupid, right, or ignorant, or taking risks they don't know about. I don't know if they can be brave. You have to clearly understand what you're doing and the risk and do it anyway right if you're running down the street and a car starts burning and you're just standing right fucking next to it and you just instinct break the fucking window out drag the person out you know thinking about a gas tank blowing up you never calculated the shit and walk into the fire right yeah there's a difference <laughs> Come here, boy. Come here. Scrap wants to say hi. Come here. Come see her, boy. No, no, no. Come. Come here. Come here. Come here. Come here. Come here. Come here. Oh, maybe not. Oh. Oh, Banjo. Ha, ha, ha. I scared him off. You gonna come over here? You gonna come on this side? You want rock? You want rock? He loves carrying rocks around. Yeah. 
since we started getting into rocks. Scrappy Doo started getting into rocks. It's kind of funny. Oh, all right. Well, shit. That's my, uh, yeah, that's my chit chat on bravery for today. I don't know. Who knows? I say go do shit. Go figure it out. You'll never know if you're brave or not if you just sit on your couch and play fucking video games. You know? Yeah, I don't know. All the people like shooting at paper targets, thinking shit. They're like, oh, I'm going to be tough. I don't know. Don't know. Haven't had to walk into fucking gunfire yet, but you know. Chased a few motherfuckers down and tried breaking into this place. So, I don't know. We'll see. Brave or not. I don't know. Scrambling may just be more fucking spur of the moment than actually brave. Because when it comes to big things, I definitely calculate a lot longer. <laughs> oh, yeah. And then I will distract myself with anything other than making the decision to give myself more time to make the decision. But, you know. Oh, maybe that's more older now. <laughs> yeah, buying, buying time. Time is the biggest thing, right? It has the most consequence awarded to it. You can make a lot of mistakes if you've got more time. If you're short on time, you better get it fucking right. Oh, the battle. The never-ending battle. Time. Money, quality, perfection. It's a triad, right? Oh, hey, uh, yeah, fuck, the triad, trying to reach perfection. Six Sigma, always trying to fucking do a better job. Oh, yeah, and taking risks and being brave. Okay, talking about that. C4. Oh, man, the club. The club that is an NFT, but not an on blockchain NFT. <laughs> yeah, I got the, uh, I realized Saturday with the big hole in my finger, <laughs> having to do a lot of handwork. Uh, just, I wasn't getting it done to get it out by one peak on Saturday. So I've called the ball and made the announcement to the club. C4, C4. Thanks, guys. Uh, that hey man, I'm getting your shit out. I'm just not gonna make the 1 p.m. mailing cut off. So all your shit's going out on Monday. Uh, gave me more time to roast. Gave me more time to like finish up all the handmade stuff and get it out the door. Uh, yeah. So I was late on my newsletter too. Uh, yeah. So you know, took being a little brave to just fucking instead of getting it out as shitty as possible or rushing anything just going like hey you know what c4 c4 for a reason right you are my uh benefactors right you guys get it i give you a fucking ridiculous deal on coffee and other things and you guys get it you give me grace so I can be brave to, you know, feel the pain, let my finger heal, get it out of fucking daylight. No worries. It all went out today, priority. 
all your goodness is all the way to you guys. Um, you know when it came time to write the slow down, took a little time to write the newsletter too. It was nice. I got to go see a EDM show uh, with the kid. Um, oh yeah, fucking ain't here. Let's see some of that shit. I am gonna share this with you guys. Uh, da, 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 da. Um, oh, here, let's see. Da, 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 da. I gotta go back. Go back. Oh, where is my? Uh... Oh, come on, scrambling. I know I put one of those in here. Oh, you know what? It's in my. Uh... Hey, if you're not part of the Squatch Fest, uh, uh, the Squatch Fest, Music, Arts, and Light Family is what it's called. Uh, okay, yeah, yeah, here, we'll do this one. Um, how do I share this one? Uh, I gotta mute this for a second. Mute the fish, mute the fish. Okay, uh, present, share screen. Oh, let's see. Is it going to let me... Uh... Oh, there we go. Share Telegram. Here we go. Check this shit out. I don't know if you guys can hear that at all. I went to a thing called Laser City Saturday night with the kid. My boy stuck his head in two days ago. I was like, hey, you want to go see lasers? I was like, lasers? Uh, yeah. So, yeah, we were down on the floor for the bands leading up to this. And they didn't have any lasers for those bands. It was all just screen work, lights, and all that shit. But they were keeping it more dark and smoky because the laser show was last. And, uh, yeah, we went and sat down. This is all the way dead centered, all the way in the back. Oh, and now you can see the screen. The DJ's a little guy down there in front. Yes. <laughs> oh, it was beautiful. So, yeah, that was a little bit of uh, uh, close the telegram. Uh, yeah, that was why the news of the letter went out late. Oh, but it, it gave me time to think. It was great. Uh, so, yeah, and envision our festival better and kind of count noses and look at the space and see what the capacity of our space can be. So, yeah, uh, I told all the C4 homies, uh, if you want to come to the winter solstice private party at my house, we're going to play with the sound studio, fire up the wood stove, I'll have the greenhouse all warm, barbecue and food all fucking day, probably going to eat some shit uh, around noon and just play all day. Uh for the four hours of remaining sunlight on into the darkness to celebrate the shortest day of the year, you have to be a member of the C4 by November 15th and RSVP that you intend to show up at my house. Because depending on how many people show up, so far everybody can crash here because I got beds in the studio, beds in the side thing, a little place to camp on. But yeah, whatever. Cots in the garage. We'll make some shit work. So... Yeah, C4 Club, if you intend to come to the Winter Solstice Party, do not dally. <laughs> Join uh, so that you can get in. If not, whatever. Uh, remember, you also get four free tickets to Sasquatch. That will be a $600 value. And you get 50% off all workshops that I do. 
as part of the deal. So for 480 a year for 600 bucks worth of goods, you also get 600 bucks worth of Sasquatch tickets and two free invites to my house party for the winter solstice. So yeah, you get like triple your money basically. If you like to have fun and camp and party. <laughs> yes, uh, building community through music, movement and art. That is the thing. So yeah, so we decided to scale up Squatch. Uh, so I wrote a real budget, talked to Chicken Joe. I was like, hey, really, really? I got to see SRF run with 500 humans on the space. And he has a huge building and lots of cars parked all over and lots of animal pens and stuff. And we're gonna have an amphitheater, a big bonfire space. There's a 40 foot bar and field for games and all the rest of the place could be camped tented hammocked there's going to be 10 spots for big rvs so only 10 big rvs so if you're bringing a big rv or 10 trailer fuck put some people in that goddamn thing come on uh, but whatever you just want to do it i just want my big rv whatever we're going to sell 10 rv spots we're going to make them much nicer this year, like level them flat with the excavator, have a dump truck come in and dump rock. So the pad will be leveled and rocked. Um, and all the RV spots will have their own mini little fire pit. Right. Uh, then the plan is six little villages of five huts so five huts in six little villages little pentagon pattern um right so i'm thinking the huts will hold uh between four and ten people depending on how big we want to build over four and eight people probably probably four and eight people right so you're talking Five huts with eight people is 40 people times six lands. So we should be able to camp 240 people. So plus there's some other couple structures on the place, plus the RV. So really, camping passes with domicile, with the roof over your head that you didn't bring. If the plan is approved by the board and goes forward, we should have warm dry camping space for you for 250 people oh that's right i forgot to budget in the rental of the things that we're going to build oh yeah yeah okay yeah yeah so the plan works even better um yeah so if you want to rent camping space for like whatever they're going to be if they're for four people they'll probably be like a hundred bucks for the thing for the whole four days if they're for eight people they'll probably be 150 bucks for the four days um which seems totally fair for not having to bring any camping gear except a ground pad and a sleeping bag um you know up off the ground dry covered space not heated or anything think like smurf huts roof floor walls no wind no rain you could throw a tapestry up for a door, right? So something like that. Uh, yeah, something like that. Um, so that's the uh, basics of the plan. Um, 
But then, yeah, day passes after seeing uh, SRF with how many people were there and having, like, a good amount of people just pay five bucks to the outside vendor to park outside. I've got a couple neighbors that would love a bunch of people just park on their place and throw them five bucks, you know, come and go when you want for the three days. So we can have people that have three-day passes that don't park in, right? All the camping will come with parking in. Um, so, yeah, that works too, right? We'll keep a lot of the cars off on the other properties. Uh, I'm going to publish a list of all the Airbnbs and all the hotels within 30 minutes. Because I forget, because I live here, that 30 minutes is nothing. Going down to SRF was good. People had to go to the hotels, right? They were they were 20 minutes away. Whatever. Didn't matter. People drove out of the hotels because they're not from there. 20-minute drive is just a 20-minute drive. You go do the event all day. You go see what you want to see. You go get some sleep and a nice shower and rest it and come back and play the next day. Or you go see sightseeing the next day, then you come play the next day. Because it's a event, a three-day pass, right? People are going to come and go and do what they want. Right? And then the next thing is, um, so having somebody help me build that. I needed to find the fucking person who is like, when they said I could do it, I believe they could do it. Right? And then the next part is... Uh, Getting the music, promotions, media shit in place. Getting a person that's like, yeah, I can run promotions and fucking drive traffic. And I can interface with bands and get them to show up <laughs> at a date and a time and a place and whatever. Right? It, uh, it all... It all revolves around like finding good people, and getting them on board, and selling the vision, and fucking making it happen. So yeah, now's the time. Now's the time, I guess. Fucking a, it's time to do it. It's the right project. It's the right thing. I want to make it happen. I think it will help elevate some other stuff. It'll really it'll, it will help the camp become a better camp, so we can do weddings. We can do other people's whatevers, right? If you've always wanted to teach a thing or do a, uh, a workshop of any kind, any kind, for any amount of people, and you're like, fuck, if I only had a place, ah, but then I need to put people up, and I can't rent a facility, and they're going to want money in advance, and ah, oh, dealing with that stuff is horrible. Give me a week or two. By November 1st, I will tell you guys 100% fucking up or down. 100% go or no go. Boom, boom, go. No go. November 1st. You're going to have this thing built and on the rails with a fucking timeline and a budget. And we are doing this. Poof. Or it's just going to be another little private party for my C4 club. And, you know, it'll just be what it is. Just a little private event that just stays kind of quasi-private, grows as it grows, nobody gets paid for nothing, it just all goes back to its origin of just a family camping week for me and my crew, and it just is what it is. So, we will see. Trying to do some recruiting, Patty's trying to do some recruiting, we're like, hey, if we are going to put together a board of directors, we clearly need 
one or two people who are either in charge of larger media that have a big mailing list and a crossover to music or permaculture or uh, I don't want to do freedom because that brings fear and panic, but positive prepping, I guess, uh, preparedness. Yeah. Preparedness. So like Tool Man Tim, if he was like, I'm down for fucking helping write his crew. Yeah. The sauces crew for SRF for, for get shit done. No fear porn. Yeah. Right. But it's a, it's going to be a music and art and light festival. And if I can help those groups, help us promote, it's all going to work together. Um, I have proposed kind of a radical way of doing ticket sales. Um, oh, sorry, Rob. I see you just commented over there, and I didn't have my telegram up on my phone. So there could be a whole raging debate here that I'm not a fucking aware of. Holy shit. Uh, <laughs> oh. <laughs> yeah, thanks, Rob. Thanks. Um, yeah. If you guys want to have, if you guys want to ever talk about shit and 100%, though there's no feds and no bots at Scrambling University on Telegram, if you show up, it's not a Sally Sue bot that says, like, press the button in 10 seconds and I'll just let you fucking hang out here. It's me that's going to say, like, hi, how'd you find us? Who do you know in here? And if you say, I found you through blah, blah, blah group, I'm going to go, great. Who do I know in that group? Then I'm going to go talk to them and see who you are. So, yeah, yeah. at Scrambling University, I am trying to curate a channel that can actually have real discussions in. I mean, still understand it's fucking public. But, yeah. They're not going to get sold internet shit, and no one's going to fucking try to, like, uh, do the, hello, I thought you'd be a friend. Bullshit from that group, I guarantee you that. Oh, yeah. Uh, but, yeah, so uh, so going after high-talent individuals, right, and now we're going to have three days of programming, two days of Squatch Talkers, Um I'll tell you on the down low that I am talking to the Duke of fucking permacultures. Uh, uh, yeah. Oh, private chat girls. Hey, look at this fucking asshole right here with the small penis. Hey, small penis fucker. Why is it always the Russians that have the small penises? Or I guess, why is it always the folks that use the acrylic alphabet always have small penises is it a thing of living that far north being nutrient deprived being deprived of freedom of opportunity to do what you want that makes your dick shrivel I notice folks that write in fucking Chinese lettering have the same problem oh just saying (laughs) oh I'm sure that's hate speech right Oh, yeah. Don't notice anything in reality. Certainly don't comment on it. Ah! <clears throat> Holy fuck. Uh, yeah. So anyway, yeah, we noticed that. We were like, yeah, 
we want a media figure of some type with some overlap that's going to get benefit from sponsoring the Squatch Fest to partner with us on the board and really be a media partner. So we're out hunting. Uh, Patty's on the job. She's got her objectives. Um, yeah, yeah. I'm working with uh, I'm working with operations, talent, trying to find bands. Um, I got the uh, I got the ticket link up the other day. Uh, it is. Oh yeah, shit. Oh yeah, post. Why don't I just go post the ticket link right here? Um, yeah, because I will uh, give you the super super inside deal. Tickets are going up. Uh, definitely a good bit. Uh, <laughs> so as soon as the budget gets board gets approved, budget gets approved, people get put into their jobs, um, then the tickets will be at least fifty percent more. Um, it just is what it is. Uh, there is not going to be three days of programming and camping for a hundred dollars but until i announce that shit you're all just going blind off my bullshit so until it's real you want to steal take a ticket for a hundred dollars those will count against the total number of tickets sold and there is a hard cap one thousand people on the property that's what we like we blew it up to we're like fuck it let's go a thousand and 200 day walkers so there might be during the daytime uh 1200 people but we can do the infrastructure with that we're going to build four more uh composting toilets um we're going to get eight so four groups of uh porta potties um, if we max right so you'll have six camping lands four potty lands one central potty land a very central uh hot slash warm soapy hand washing three compartment sink washing area so all the campers can easily get their shit done um a prof that professional three compartment sink has to be in this year in the hand washing station uh because i intend to sell vending privileges to somebody well it'll be a sponsorship they're gonna buy a sponsorship for the bar slash vending area and then they will get the rights for lunch and dinner for the three nights uh because the party before the party on sasquatch setup day is the fucking shit of the party but i cook for you personally me the scramble so caterers can set their shit up that day to roll the next day. Um, but I will be in charge of the bar and area because it's my party that night. As soon as I'm done, catering person, it's you. Hey, catering person, maybe. Uh, uh, having this year, I know that. Money. You can't make it out by summer? Uh, oh, you're talking about summer. Maybe. Maybe. first, the summer solstice you could have a thousand humans that love and want to buy your food for three straight days could maybe happen i'm not gonna rule it out yet not gonna rule I it can, out yet i can find you professional level chefs that would love to come work in the woods 
The one kid yeah. went into restaurant equipment uh, fixing because he just couldn't right. see a life in his kitchen. But I don't know what I'd do with a professional chef. Shit, man. <laughs> no, no. You, you just, I mean, he would sue chef the fuck. You tell him to chop shit for eight hours, it would get chopped. You know what I mean? Oh, yeah. Right. Kitchen. Oh, shit. Yeah. Well, yeah. Kitchen bitches. So, yeah, yeah. Think about it. You can write a budget. What would it look like for Josh to serve? So, well, okay. So, Float Fest, what was Float Fest? About 500 people? What do, I, don't know, I don't know if we ever heard a, a, a for a sure count. number. I heard so somewhere SRF around between five, was, between uh, five and 700, I think. SRF was 470. Um, she <laughs> announced her total, total numbers. So, gotcha. uh, and the dudes running barbecue back there also had a professional uh, truck come in, and he was mm -hmm. on barbecue too. And they were both happy. Right, right, right. And the pro, pro guy had a wife working, and the other dude had like, you know, three or four on and offers rotating. Mm -hmm. so, yeah. But ballparky. But yeah, you'd have exclusive rights to vend. <laughs> or uh, or uh, pitch pitch lunch off to a subcontractor, right? And uh, Right, exactly. Do the dinners and stay up late and party. <laughs> That's true too. That's true too. You know, oh shit, never know, never know. Possibilities. Oh, I don't know. You still, Somebody's gonna you do it. Still got all your fingers after all your clipping. Oh fucking hell. goddamn! It was the worst time of year to put that motherfucking broom through my finger. It just, oh, of course. It was just uh -huh. that whole thing was cut back to the other side, but it was, sore as it, fuck, it was trapped in the fucking broom handle i take because oh. it like i was pressing down you know how you get pressure like pulling a garage broom backwards so yep. it was the underhand right and i'm pressing on it to try to get the pine needles out of my fucking rug and it snaps right and breaks and Jam. i pull it back right up to straight in the in the single motion that like opens and just choosh, just cuts all the way but it cut all the way through the fucking uh the next layer too so when the flap moves uh, out you can see everything moving inside it was like oh don't want to look at that too long good <laughs> it was like two minutes before i was supposed to be on air too i was like ah it's like spurting blood i was like oh fuck okay 99.9 alcohol i'm like ah running around screaming the kids like what the fuck i was like yeah just What's give me the duct on? tape i just need oh, a wash rag and duct tape <laughs> do what you gotta do man you do what you gotta do Oh shit! Go on. Oh Jesus. Yeah. Oh, so oh, hey, did you hear the deal with RTA? They're gonna uh, they're gonna broadcast from Food Forest Farm Studios now. So I saw the uh, they're live the other night. Yeah, yeah, that was a whole test of the system. Yeah, so like that was I wanted to help do something for their magazine, and they were like, "We're oh, out, we're fucking broke, and we're looking at all the software." I'm like, seriously, yeah. I use this. I use this for an hour and a half a day, and other exactly. than that. Anytime. I, I told uh, Nate and Aaron the same thing. I was like, if y'all are thinking about it, you want to try it one time or something. I'm like, use one of ours. Don't don't go out and just get StreamYard just to you know, to see. Yeah, Shit, dude. About, like, I don't want to. There's have, none, around like, none of us are streaming 24 seven. Right. You know, if you make like Renegade Butcher Studios, every time they go on the air using your shit. Like, cause every time right. RTA is going to go on the air now, they're going to go, they're just going to do a little mention of like, thanks for, you know, our Food Force Farm Studios. People will be Food Force Farms. What? Boom. Exactly. Exactly. It's we'll see. I might be, I might be putting something up here later today. If I, depending on how long my computer takes, 
I took a bunch of those uh, those videos working on a little wild hog the other day, and then I made yeah. a bunch of footage. Everybody so was like, dude, make a, a fucking video in the chat. Well, yeah, I took a bunch of shorts, but I, I I I couldn't get them all uploaded everywhere because my data is complete shit. So I'm sitting here with the Wi-Fi now, and if I can get everything that's stitched together, it's like almost an hour long for the whole oh, thing, geez. you know, clipped out. So I may, if it gets together here, we'll see. I might sit here this evening if nothing else comes up and actually just go live with it and do commentary on it while it streams. And just make that podcast. Oh, you got to make them all into a string. You use some video software. Yeah, I just I was doing it with my phone and I just I would just take little like 1 to 3 minute clips about what I was doing cuz it's hard for me to do the knife work and film it, but at least I could explain the breakdown and then the process of making the sausage and smoking it, everything like that. So, I've got all these uh, little clips which is great for TikTok. But TikTok doesn't like butcher videos very well. Sausage is one thing. When you start posting dead animals, yeah, flip a coin. You may have it taken down. So I didn't even bother. So, dude, I, but I put up a bunch of that shit on TikTok doing sausage shit. I got it all up finally yesterday. It took forever to get all this shit uploaded. And, like, I got, I've got, like, probably, like, 140 new followers in a day from that. It's just, like, well, constant. What, what, uh, what was our guest on Wednesday? Was it Andrew? No. Uh, um, what's his name? Uh, no, no. Uh, um. James, uh, yeah, um, James, yeah, uh, his last name's James. Uh, uh, fuck, uh, I'm terrible with last names. Alex, uh, Alex, Alex, James. Alex, James, Alex James, that's right, yeah. And he's he Brian found him on TikTok, yeah. If you guys want something fun, go look up Alex James music, uh, wave theory or music sound theory, something like that. You'll, you'll probably pop up on TikTok for you. Uh, yeah, he was fun. We got him distracted. You guys started talking sales shit. I was like, don't do it. When you're like getting paid sales position like that, as soon as you flip the switch, you can't fucking stop. <laughs> right. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I like, don't poke the I bear. don't know, though, but what he's got, his uh, day job's interesting, too. The whole amazing type a thing. long time ago. The, the, yeah. Because the, the, we controlled office coffee. Like, yeah. The sweeteners and all the bullshit behind the scenes, all the private label stuff for the cock. So yeah, it was all the shit that had to like, their all their shit had to like work with our shit. So they right. had to bring it in the R and D, and you get to walk around their little fantasy land in L.A. of all the robotic shit. Like what the fuck? Yeah, like oh yeah, this is what's gonna like take Seven Eleven out because we're just gonna drop this in a cement pad, and you can't rob it. There's no, no employees. It's always in stock. Yeah, yeah, it's it's the future of things, you know. Well, and eventually we're going to get to that point where we pretty much automate every menial task to where if it's cheaper to do so, they're going to do it, you know. Okay, think if you got a box in a parking lot, now a drone flies over the top of it, lands on the top of it, goes into the other half that it's not all but it's in. Now it's unloading its packages and it only brings to the machine what it sold that day. Or that three hours, right? No yep. trucks out the road, no employee, no ever refunds, no money bullshit. It always works because you're doing it with your phone, right? So like the credit risk you've been pushed off on Apple or Google. Oh, it, it always, it's the the vending guys bane. Those were always secret projects well, in secret places because their unions fucking would burn the building down if they knew where they were. Because <laughs> it was. If you think about it, you're Look at Amazon, what they're doing with their with their drop boxes and places and whatnot that you can basically rent that out. And it looks extremely similar to almost every freaking apartment complex has a similar setup for their mail now. 
So if you think about the way they want things to go in the future, it can almost be like your main warehouses. Yeah, your main warehouses that hold all of your stuffs. It's like going to the bank and you got a big old tube that just shoots it from there to your little box, except that little tube is a drone. Yeah, that's all it is. You couldn't move the big semi trucks, right? But yeah, you're not moving semi trucks because you're moving pallets. Yep, exactly. More often. Oh, it's going to be fucking insane. Going to be crazy. But, you know, I mean, who knows how it'll actually turn out? But, well, it's, yeah, yeah. Yeah. The point source thing, right? If you live near a big fucking city, it makes super sense, especially a coastal oh, city. Yeah. If I, breathe, like if I didn't whole West Coast. Drive, right. If I didn't need to actually like drive long distances, if my oh. average driving was in a metro area, I'd be on electric a hundred percent as long as I had a, a solid way to charge it. Because that's that makes sense. And you, you know solar and you'd have two ways to charge it. You'd have that right, and then right. you off, you got yourself, and then you're fucking exactly. but assuming like you know anyway. Exactly. Assuming being able to charge it wasn't an issue, I don't see it a problem with it. But the fact that well, come down, it's a lot harder down here because it's like shit. Your average person commutes, you know, anywhere from thirty to hundred miles per day one way for work. But That's almost impossible to do for an electric. Houstonite and work in Houston, you commute oh, yeah. twenty miles. Yep. Yep. You know, no. Yeah. You're going forty round trip, and your electric thing will go eighty each way. So. You got three times to go to work and come back when you leave your house. You know what I mean? Yeah. Oh, for sure. Ah, uh, yeah. It, it, it just it, living in a big giant metro fucking flex. I, I, all the people that are kind of that fucking like yeah. It's just, it's I just get why like, everybody hates the electric shit, but it makes the city. I would, I would not mind something along the lines of like a hybrid if uh, if it was solid. You know, if it's something. Oh, for long distance hybrids are the thing. Right. Five hundred oh, sure. fifty sure. a gallon to go across the country. Yeah. And if we if there was a dependable hybrid that could also like haul like a medium sized truck. There, there, there we go. There. There there. The trucks are just yeah. yeah they'll get there eventually. It's just one of those things is they haven't filled that gap yet, and that's that's that gap also is mostly populated by consumers that are the most resistant to the idea. Well, so if they would go with know. the three cylinder diesels for the for the hybrid part of it. So it would always run super efficient instead you of like gas. So like on TikTok, water. right? That, uh, that Edison Motors guy on TikTok. Yeah, they've got some cool shit going on that he's building out. Those, those it's just that the U.S. fucking hates diesels, but the South America uses those little tiny three-cylinder trucks all over all. You don't need a giant no. truck to haul. Fucking you know why they hate <laughs> right? You know why they hate diesel? Oh. Because you can't make. Uh, not that you can't, but it's really hard to make gasoline at home. Oh, right. Everybody can make shit that will burn in a diesel, right? You can either you can make biodiesel, you can retune a diesel to run on old motor oil. There's a lot of shit you can do with a diesel. Right. It's gasoline engines are, are finicky even when you run them with too much ethanol. You've got right. it. I mean, and they're higher wear. You know, they don't last as long. All of the things you want when you want to control the fuel supply and you want to make money on the repairs. Gasoline is perfect for making money long term over the life of the vehicle for these companies. Diesel gives more too much power to the consumer. Right. It's the it's the whole fake carbon sequestration bullshit. So vector of control, you know, like right. 
Ah! <laughs> it's easier to yeah regulate people out of existence, right? Yep. Uh -huh. there uh, hey, there's Tim Riley, Mr. Tim. Oh fuck! Wow. Oops, wrong screen. Oops, I'm back. <laughs> <laughs> if you're watching, I'll get you my oh my my email. How how what, what do you think my email would be? If you go to Food Forest Farms over there in the corner. On the very main page, and you scroll to the bottom, there's a big contact me. Guess who that goes to? Holy crap. Right. If you click on that, it goes to Scrambling at Scrambling University. No, no, sorry, no, sorry, sorry. Scrambling at foodforcefarms.com. Right there. There we Scrambling go. At foodforcefarms.com. That's my email. Yeah, that's it. Uh, I saw your C4 email. I read that earlier this morning. Yeah, I'm bailing. That was so the Tim Riley. So yeah, that was me bailing on going to Jack's. I had, uh, I had told, uh, promised Tim at SRF if shit got hot and I couldn't go, he could have my ticket. So then I was like, okay, now you got, yeah. I was like, now you got a second hurdle to clear. You got to make sure Jack's okay with it. Cause I know he's got a waiting list. And you're kind of jumping it, but at the same time, he doesn't have to deal with the bullshit of reselling a ticket and all that. So that's true. That's true. I mean, you would think you would think that the tickets would be transferable if no, no, Jack's fucking great. Oh yeah, yeah. Riley sent him a note. And it was like, hey, hey, he's got kids because it's hard. It's it hasn't rained since June. I can't go. It's not like you're out there scalping tickets or something. No, like no. That. I just went to two for my yeah. house so we could go. But yeah, because I just I can't leave because it's gonna rain on. Wednesday, and then I'm gonna have work. Like I can't go anywhere for two weeks, so I'm fucked. Uh, yep, yep. You yeah, gotta get done. It's like time dependent. So yes, yeah, yeah. so I get Riley. Well, and, I mean, uh, at least at least you made it to SRF. Yeah, you know, so you hasn't been to Jacks ever. That's what right. I wanted to make sure it wasn't just somebody who had been to Jacks ten thousand times is gonna get oh, yeah. ticket. I was like, no, no, let's find somebody who really wants to go. Exactly. Exactly. So, yeah, good. Yeah, it'll be fucking great. New blood down there. Go have some fun. I'm going to be busy up here. But yeah, so C4, that was, yeah, you know. Yeah, so the, did you get what I was talking about? You know what? I didn't explain the, the coffee bean market. So I was talking about, okay, so we only use the best 3% of coffee beans in the world. Like they are scored a plus 80, 84 plus, like cigar aficionado, right? Right. Really, it's a, it's a logarithmic scale. It's harder to get higher on the scale. So there, right. are, there are no coffee. Like, there's no coffee like that are 99. It's so rare on, on her. But anyway, so 84 plus is... You're probably not buying it itself. Quality. <laughs> it's the top of the 3% of the triangle. So that's our standard for Food Forest Farms coffee. So always coffee's priced on the C market, coffee, coffee market. When you buy sea coffee, they uh -huh. deliver you Brazilian Arabica. That's what comes. It meets like it's washed, it's European prep, it's been milled. Uh -huh. It's good quality Arabica. That's the market. And then because they produce the most of any country in the fucking world. And it's right. good quality unless you get really high altitude. But those fuckers farm it with pivot farms. Think Iowa. Pivot yep. farms machinery mm -hmm. they're not picking the juiciest ripest they're picking every fucking thing with it. Oh, so yeah yeah you can, scale harvest you can, right 
you get the mixology of the it's the that's why it's the base bean for the world. So that your base folders. bean has always your, been your folder yes. beans. Yeah. Yeah, that's what <laughs> that's what it is when, but when Folger says it's all Arabica, yes. You notice sometimes they take that off their cans. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. They have to blend to a price point at retail. So they work their price backwards and put in what they have to. Right, right. So, it, uh, so the base bean is the X, right? So the X in the price. Then huh. you add on for quality. So every country has a plus. So like... Uh, like Argentina might be plus five cents and you might be plus 10 cents Honduran plus 30 cents Costa Rican plus like 40 cents Ethiopian whatever then you have another plus that's like the quality plus is it a small batch is it a honey batch is it a high altitude is it shade grown is it a fucking rainforest is it uh, rainforest certified is it fair trade organic Organic, uh, fair trade certified, all are plus plus. More plus. labels, the higher the cost. Yep. Yeah, the more the the higher the actual quality, because a lot of those pluses are like shade grown, rainforest, like do affect taste. Some are bullshit marketing things, but all are add-ons. They're add-ons to the price, the for sure. price, the C price. So for all of time, all that bullshit add-on has really never been more than the base. So it's always been X plus X minus one or one minus X, right? It's been something up to X, but it's never the, the addition for quality and certification has always been like, man, you throw a fucking dime on for fair trade. Cause that's what it costs for the extra farming and certification work and all the bullshit and whatever. And you throw a dime on for fucking organic. Bleh. Right. Right. Yeah. But the spread for the quality part has ballooned so high now that the X isn't plus one minus X anymore. It's X plus X plus something that's now like merging on two times. And the letter we got two, three weeks ago from my broker is like, okay, it's inverted. The quality spread is now higher than the base spread, so prices are on a tear to get good coffees, not to get coffee. Right. But the oh, problem yeah. is defaults on contracts. So now you're paying ahead out, and the coffee's in the port there, maybe, or is it? Or is it getting swapped for shit and label switched and put on it? and coming up like oh sorry you want to take it anyway because you don't have any coffee to run your fucking plant so right the default risk like all the people are talking in the credit swap market right now for all the bankers fucking themselves right, right. same things going in the coffee market which is the number two traded commodity on the fucking planet really yeah behind oil behind oil and they're Holy starting crap. to and we're fucking each other now in the market by not delivering contracts. So people are like, have paid extra, a lot extra for shit that they don't have, that they think they have, it's on their books. Just like the derivatives traders think they got shit because it's on their books, but it doesn't really exist anymore because the underlying things melted. Because those fuckers sold those bags for extra onto other ships for cash money or for gold or for whatever they needed for next year. So they would live another year they could fuck you 
right? But they're still going to be alive because they got their fertilizer or they traded for diesel or whatever they traded for. And right. Defaulting contracts. So that's why I took the fucking loan and got the beans and went. Got and, what you could uh, for now, right? Exactly. In my garage and got them. Everybody talking about freaking buying gold and silver and shit. They ought to be buying fucking coffee beans, apparently. <laughs> no buying anything with underlying actual value. True. True. Listen to Mark Moss, uh, uh, Robert Kiyosaki, Rich Dad, Poor Dad. His radio show podcasts are fucking great. Yes, anybody with serious billions of dollars is buying anything real that has a use where people like have to use it. it so they might actual real make, world tangible value. Yeah. Well, yeah, you might not make return right because the market might melt down, but the thing will keep selling because it is a it's a razor blade. It's fucking food. It's like a consumable. It's a thing you have to have to stay alive. So it's, even it's though it's a safer place to put your money than in an actual money, at the very least, you're probably not no, going to lose that's your the whole point. Get it yeah. out of money. It's, it's, a, it's a hedge. Yeah. It's a buy some it's, shit that might be okay that will go down less. I mean, the right. dropping right, but everybody else is plummeting. So they're buying, they're buying in. That's the only thing that's fakey fake. He's saving this bullshit, man. We're in a meltdown. Yep. Yeah, makes sense. It's, makes sense. It's, it's a <laughs> oh, shit. Yeah. I was sitting there the day making my fucking wings in the air fryer, and I'm looking at it, and I'll throw fries in there and shake it around, and I'm like, I bet you you could fucking air roast coffee in this bitch. Holy shit, I never thought about that. It's going, well, no, you like light roasts. Yeah. Well, how, how high do you usually? What, what's your temperature usually got to get up to when you're roasting? My airstream when it first cracks is about five forty-five, and then oh, okay. Uh, second, crack, yeah, because they only like they only go up to about four hundred. Yeah, you'll so get be a It will just take you longer. Yeah, you be baking it rather than frying. Right. It. I'm not in, I don't I don't give a fuck. You know what you're doing. I'd rather it let you fucking roast it. But it I didn't work, it would work, but I would just know. try it outside. Cuz it well cuz it's like a it's a convection of it's air forced air, you know, heat. It's constantly recycling. That's why it's it cooks recycling better. Recycling and it blows air out. Yeah, do it until you see start to see when you start to see like oh, it's smoking. See the color you want. Yeah. Out, or it'll start on fire. Cuz coffee oh, yeah. go endothermic. Once you have enough heat to start it, they won't. The process won't stop till it becomes ash. It's a lot like uh, light and charcoal. It may it's not look like grass fire. Burn. Yeah, charcoal. Once it starts, if yep. you don't stop it, second crack. If first crack will stop. Second, once you're to second crack, it won't stop. Interesting. Uh, yeah, yeah. Huh. Dark roast. That's why there's roaster. That's why commercial roasters you spend so much money on afterburners and then fire suppression. Is more than yeah. the rest of the cost. Makes sense, folks. It's always the safety shit's always more expensive than the rest of it. But if you don't build it to huge level, safety's not that. I mean, I get a little roaster fire in my two pounder. I just fucking throw it out on the cement driveway, and you know she burns up. It's not like yep. I'm like torching a blowtorch through a commercial roof. Yeah, exactly, exactly. It's not quite yeah, like when I had the not like when I had the smoker. Uh, catch on fire with 80 pounds of fucking sausage in it. The skins off or was it just, Oh dude, no. Well, it was, it was the inside of the smokers never get that hot. So it's fine, but it's, an, it was an old uh, stainless steel refrigerator. Uh, and 
all stainless steel on the inside, all the plastic gutted out. It never gets hot enough to light the actual insulation in there because you keep okay. it at low temp. Well, yeah, until you have a small fire and then suddenly it does get that hot and all the insulation starts melting and all you can see is black smoke rolling out of things and you've got burnt plastic. You can't save that. It's, oh, it's no. done. Burnt plastic, no. No, it's done. The smoker is done until it's repaired, that kind of thing. You're done, you know? So I was like, shit. That was about $400 worth of sausage in that fucking batch that I had to replace. (laughs) But you do it enough, shit's going to happen eventually. You know, so I just these two huge steel uh, legal file cabinets, the heavy, heavy kind. Those make good smokers. No, I'm making cold smokers. Uh, It goes down the Y right underground to cool off, and then it'll come up underneath each one. Uh So yeah, side yeah. Then I can have four drawers, and they're the you, heavy, they're heavy metal, so they'll start to absorb some heat too, right? Maybe you to get you a, a barrel grill and run it, you know, as your smoke generator, basically into it. You thinking like a, um, some type of like downdraft, like maybe 10, 12 feet away, right? With maybe like mm-hmm. a little active fan in the middle of a tube or something, so I can cold smoke it. Yeah, Just yeah. Pull the smoke off sideways instead of the heat. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Experiment, experiment for sure. Because I want to do cheese. I want to do salmon. Right. You know, it's that hot. You know, one sixty-five. That's the hard part here. Is I've got like maybe a couple of weeks a year that I could actually pull off a cold smoke, so I don't get to do much with it because no, the outside so, yeah, is so too hot to begin with. You know. So that's why all the, the good smoked cheese and stuff comes from places like Wisconsin. <laughs> you know, would that be good for cold. doing jerky? It, well, like jerky, jerky you're mostly wanting to dry it. Right. So, so, I mean, you could. It would just take a long time. You don't want to get jerky. If you cook jerky, it gets you can't rehydrate it. It gets tough. It gets chewy. So I, I but I don't mind getting jerky up to about maybe 150, 160 degrees. Okay. And fine in that neighborhood. Okay. Okay. Then I could make that probably adaptable to have a way to take the heat off the side or off the top or something. What I'd do would be I'd have, I'd, have my, I'd have my smoke generator outside of it somewhere, like you said, running your pipe in and whatnot. But right. then also, um, depending on whether you wanted to go like electric, propane, or whatever, I'd just go and buy one of those. Uh, you know the burners that they have for the turkey cookers or the crawfish boilers? Oh, yeah, I got one of those. I got one of those. Just buy one of the burners. Like, right. you can just pick up a cheap burner and, you know, get the hose for it and the regulator and everything like that. Slap it in the bottom there with your propane tank. That's all I did. I'm going to do that on that video. That's how I have this uh, this other uh, smoker set up. So that's your heat generation. Once once you get to the point where you actually want to cook it after you've done all your cold smoke, you want to, say, smoke some pork butts or something, then you just adjust your flame. You know, you're basically running it like an oven. You can just turn that on. So you're running a cold smoker, and then you kind of turn it into an oven to finish it. Yeah. All your smoke flavor is going to absorb best when it's cooler. Um, in fact, once that meat reaches over about 120 degrees internal, you can keep throwing smoke at it, and it'll get more color on the outside, but it won't taste more like smoke. Shit, you know, Renegade Butcher, everybody, right there. RenegadeButcher.com. <laughs> Itsy Bitsy Tips. That, that was worth yeah, it. There you go. So more smoke yeah. absorbs in the cold meat. Yeah, it does, which is why cold smoking is a thing. And it's it's safer to leave meat for a longer period of time if it's actually cold. Like if it's if it's like 35 degrees, 40 degrees, you're like basically in a refrigerator. So it'll just sit and absorb smoke and absorb smoke. And for cheese and shit, obviously, if it's hot, it starts melting. 
So, all right. you know, all right. but if you can, you yeah. can do your cold smoke and then you can add your heat generation later on when you're actually wanting to cook meat too. So if you say you want to smoke a turkey, you still want to cook unless you want a cold then smoke. I really could do my salmon, salmon season with that little yeah. bird taking it up, making sure it's finished. And then mm -hmm. deer season, we can do deer jerky with the, with exactly. the little, uh, finisher. And then, yeah, come dark of winter, do the cheeses. Yeah, yeah. Do you think smoked cheeses in uh, uh, vacuum packs like good for? Would you freeze that or would you fridge it? It'd be good for a year. I mean, I guess it would depend. You know, there's a lot of cheese that people will wax coat it and they'll leave it shelf stable for years. That's how they do that. That's right. Cheese is a wax dip, isn't it? Mm -hmm. so I mean, you can vacuum seal it and freeze it too. There's no reason you, you shouldn't be able to do that. But you, I've never tried to do the wax dip. I should try it sometime. Yeah, that is very interesting. Uh, uh. <laughs> mm. That'd be a good video too. Shit. <laughs> would be. Would be. Would be. Oh, yeah. Cold smoke. Uh, yeah, we do some smoking videos. I was so uh, mad because I was smoking that sausage the other day. It was the first time I've had the smoker uh, up and running really very much since uh, all the shit I did for Float Fest. And uh, I was pissed off because right after i finished with all the smoke generation and i'm down to just cooking it out i remembered shit i need to make my wings today i'm like i could have had smoked wings and i didn't <laughs> oh man. there'll be another time when does deer season get rolling for you guys you like well it, we're quick? we're in we're in bow season now uh so that's okay. that's, that's not a really crazy busy time yet there's not as many people who bow hunt and the ones that do have a much lower success rate. So I get a few things, a few wild hogs, a couple of deer, and then beginning in November, like last weekend of the month here, coming nice. in the first weekend of November is when like youth season starts and everybody can take their kids out with a like, rifle for the first time for the year. And the following weekend is basically like two months of go out and shoot them with a gun. That's when I get busy. Okay. Man, that's after we do squat, if we have Squatch Fest gets pulled off the way I want it to, and we build the infrastructure with the camping units and shit, should think about doing a um, do a workshop for like because our deer season they're not out hunting yet. It was like, or it was like last week or week before would be the perfect time for like a sausage making workshop where you could. Oh, do, yeah. Well, you I mean, could we could do, do a sausage. Like, right, so you got you got your deer now. How do you make it nice for Ma and the kids? You know. You can do a sausage making workshop any time. Actually, you can do that Dude, year round. Well, you don't even have necessarily have deer. I can make the same sausage with just like beef and pork or somebody's goat. You know, as long as they have it would be a good like. I mean, hunters are campers, right? It'd be a perfect yeah. use of the camp. And if we get those dwelling units done, we'll True. be able to camp like two hundred people. Yeah, so yeah. You could so always when you do some workshop. Yeah, when's your when your deer season's really going down? It's it's kind of kicking off now. You're saying? Uh, let's see. What are we? October? Yeah, yeah. They're yeah. they're out. They're out. Uh, rifle will start here in a week or two. Yep. So okay. So it coincides about the same with what I've got going on as far yeah. as deer. Yep. Yep. You I didn't know. A lot of time. A lot of the northern states. They're they'll start way early, and they're they're about done by the time we're kicking off. Revenue generator for next year, man. You get you get. A hundred yeah. people taking a workshop on sausage making uh, where they could like hands on. Well, I know. Sure. It's Ooh. just hard to when I've got, you know, when I've got the facility there in the place to drop the deer off. It's really hard to make the excuse of I'm going to be gone for a week during the busiest drop off times. No, no. Make it in early summer, November. Like oh, yeah. In summer. August or September. Like when all the hunters are buying their shit, thinking of their like 
Strat, like they're all scoping scout. Like you got to get right. one that's in there. Like, what you said, what, uh, we set up a way to actually run some smoke, you know, do some smoking out there. Shit. I mean, we could, yeah, then you could example it all weekend. You could do it a three day thing. Right. And you could, really you could do it. smoke it. Yeah, you could do a three day thing or you could do a, a multiple, uh, multiple days as an extended event, as a part of uh, uh, the summer squatch fest, even. I'm, I want to use my camp for like other people's workshops. People right, want to right. hold, like how to run an excavator workshop. Bring your ex out there. Get a hundred. Right. I'm gonna build camping facilities to house 200 humans. How nice. everyone else? And I'm not gonna take deposits in advance. I'm not gonna go give me 20 grand. Hold your shit. Pay me. You know. No. Hold your shit. Collect all the money. Pay me. I'm gonna build. Yep. A, I'm, I'm gonna look at spending some serious money to do this. But I gotta start using it for shit. Oh, for so, sure. Yeah. You, you got to get it. Put you. Like, yeah. Like people that want to teach, like, I mean, shit that I'm not into, like I don't make sausage, but you could, you could make, fuck, you have a hundred people that pay you 250 bucks to come to a sausage making workshop. You kick me 20 ahead for the use of the space. I'm going, yeah. fuck, I think you just made 20 grand in a weekend. <clears throat> you can yeah. helpers and get some facilities dragged out there for that. But all yeah, kinds for of sure. shit, like, Bike guys, welding guys, blacksmith guys, and oh. in person that wants to teach a thing, farriers. Would I, I can't even think of the people that want to teach shit that are like, God, if I had a place that would hold 200 humans, because every place I've ever rented has been a complete asshat on money in advance. Oh, yeah. Just dickheadedness. I mean, <laughs> right. It sounds like you're trying to run a northwest, uh, northwestern uh, uh, self-reliance festival to me. You know, I am, I am creating an event space for yep. other people to do shit. Right. I'm gonna spend all my energy on four days a year, my fest. I don't blame you. But but there's room for a hundred other people, or actually fifty other weekends, fifty other festivals can exist. So like March of Dimes, fucking I can't. There's so much shit I'm not into, but oh. I know there's like party groups, EDM music groups, camping groups. Oh, sure they, they can't huh. use state parks. They want private lands. God, it would be nice to have a landowner who didn't ask for all the money up front. Like hold your event and pay me. Right? Wouldn't it? Your money and pay me. Exactly. Just do. Live up to your end of things, and we're all good. Yeah, yeah. Well, when the fucking thing happens, and there's people that I know that sold tickets, like, yay, right? And always make my pricing variable. So, like, however many tickets you sell, pay me X, right? Then you're never – because that's the always risk of having a thing. You usually oh, have yeah. a place that will let you have it, sign a non-refundable, balls on the fucking cutting board with the fucking razors on the edge ready to cut them off, Yep. You now have to go sell against it and pay the event first and then hope to fucking God not go bankrupt and live through it. Not the other way around. Go get a space with nothing down, sell tickets, and pay for what you sell. Boom. So I'm making it easy to get into doing shit with all no risk ish, right? I will assume the risk because I'm in a fucking place and I'm going to build it. For me, anyway, 
So you may as well put it to use. Well, it's it's the same idea as the whole uh, Airbnb or hip camp thing. I've got property that I'm not using that others could use. Silly. You're just doing it for an event. Just for an event space. <laughs> for event right? space. I exactly. want to have bigger fucking shows, and the more I can rent it, the more I can spend on more sound equipment, more like construction, more all oh, the craziness we can fucking do with the money. So right. now I'm motivated to like let's run this thing right and go. Makes perfect so, sense to me. Think about if you're a teacher, you know a teacher in any kind of crazy subject matter that has workshops out there, anything. I You want to teach commie fucking manifesto. You rent the whole fucking place, I won't be there. Right. It will be just as professional as if you rented it for Freedom Fair. It is a facility that exists for people to have fun in the woods, whatever that means. Whatever that means. Well, and there's a half mile fucking track. What can you do with a half mile track? Running, a lot. Clubs, fucking mountain biking clubs, like equestrian clubs. Fuck. Oh yeah, for sure. <laughs> Drone <laughs> racing clubs, RC racing clubs. Holy fuck! Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh yeah. Um, the sky is the know. limit. Paintball, airsoft. The the beauty is, if anyone wants to help me rent it out there for the other 51, well, Camp Dad, 50 weeks a year, I pay 50% commission. There we go. There we go. Fucking group to use it. We'll rent it at a reasonable rate, and I'll literally give you half of it. So you could be in Guam right now hearing this and go, my fucking auntie lives in Seattle, and her church goes camping once a year. Oh, if they camp at your fucking place, I get half the dough. Yes, you heard Here we me. Go. You get <laughs> half the dough if you get to get people to use my space. Take the money. Help me rent yeah. my space. Take the exactly. money. The best affiliate link you've ever seen. A Seattle <laughs> wedding for two hundred people on a campout oh, is around twenty to forty thousand for a weekend. That's what a place goes for. <laughs> so, <sighs> rent my place. Camp Suniki. S-U-N-E-E-K-E-E. Make yourself some money. And if you're like, hey, Scrambling, I got a group. I'm not going to tell you who they are until you sign a non-disclosure. Oh, fucking K. Go check my hip camp. See if the dates are available. If there's anybody rented already. If they're not on the hip camp. If it's open. It's open. As soon as somebody rents, I go on hip camp and block it off. So dates are open. They're open. Get your auntie or your cousin or your friend's family's pastor's church to fucking come rent the camp. We're gonna have, after June twenty first, we're gonna have infrastructure to sleep, heads dry and covered from rain, with the door, no heat or light or electricity. Just think of like camping. Without bringing a tent, a uh, camping structure. I don't know the shape yet because that's not finalized. Are you trying to uh, build them all styrocrete or are you just winging it? It depends whom I get to help me. Right. <laughs> what their skill set is. Uh, exactly. And what budget level the board decides to fucking go with. Yeah. Because I give them three exactly. options. So. I know that around here. I see all the time for next to nothing, dirt cheap, old campers 
and trailers and things like that. No cameras, no trailers ever on my property. Okay. I was going to say, yeah. I see them almost given away all the time. Yeah. The one that's there that he's not going to move it on time for his lease to end. That's what's going to happen with it. The bonfire is going up. The forklift uh, I got is going fucking on. Oops. I just don't want Right. I was thinking about that the other day. I'm like, man, if I had a piece of land that I had space on, I'm like, I could pick these things up for a couple hundred bucks a pop, fix, fix them up and rent them out, you know, because, well, yeah. they, they sell them without a title, which sucks because they lost the title do. or they don't have it, whatever, but you, you can never sell it. And I'm like, well, if the plan is just rent it, who fucking the cares? Smurf, the, the first Smurf hut that I built for free, I got done in half a day. Then yeah. I got budgeted one more day to put a roof on, put a door on, and put a little bed thing in. Right. Yeah. But that's just free shit pallets and fiberglass panels and all that so right. yeah that's why i'm saying i don't know what the pro what they're going to look like because depending on how we fund it is what we're going to build uh but right. and then once we start hitting reality of how fast we can build what we think we can build maybe some adjustments because i want i want it done we can always burn shit or destroy it and build it again later right. yeah so, if you're gonna sell the tickets for space, you gotta have the space. So fucking gotta like put it on a timeline, on a budget, and oh, it's gotta get done. Yep, for sure. Yeah, but it will so make will so make it such a nicer event space to have. Oh yeah. And I think groups of five sleeping things between four and eight people, so you got like twenty or forty in little pods, would lead to good corporate shit too, because you could have like bring a big company out and have like a crew b crew used to you know whatever whatever however right. you're gonna do shit team building shit you know oh it looks like sense. amazon came oh, nice. amazon came oh shoot we've been on for like an hour and a half hey you got yeah. any thoughts on bravery brave free oh, that was subject um, of the day you gotta be on nike and just fucking do it stop being a pussy <laughs> but no i mean that's what else can you really say about it? You just got to sometimes sack up and deal with it. We can sit and overthink everything and, you know, you end up fucking yourself over in the long run. Just got to go out and do shit. Yeah, overthinking it. Like, well, yeah, that's because you know it's going to I mean, hurt. you, you want to plan shit. You want to you want to figure it out. You want to actually not just act on impulse all the damn time, but you also have to look at the source of the – if you're not brave, you're what? You're afraid. Or actually, yeah. technically, bravery really is what? Doing it anyway, despite being afraid. You have to analyze it. Am I afraid because the right reasons? Am I going to fuck myself here? Or yeah. am I just finding excuses to not actually pull the pull the trigger and do what I'm supposed to do? Oh, that's a good definition. Oh, yeah. It's, uh, yeah. Is it just an excuse? Yeah. Uh, I mean, it can be. Nobody can really determine that but you, but... Most people spend most of their lives doing what? Making excuses. I know. Right, you know, I got shit to do. Pick this up at Scrambling University on Telegram. And Josh, yeah. you're going to go make that video clip. So I'm going to see if I can get it. I'm, I'm trying to string this together. If it renders in time, I might get it tonight. If not, it's either going to be tomorrow or. Wednesday before the before lightning for liberty. Oh yeah, yeah, before lightning for liberty. Okay, yeah. I'm so getting up here one way or the other. It's just going to take me a, a minute to get all this shit. The, the video is rendering right now as we speak, so we'll see. It's 
it's still All right. not done. Check renegadebutcher.com, YouTube channel. Check it out. I'll yeah, slap it up on YouTube and all the places. So Click on the like button. Go yes, click the like me. button. Go follow Scrambling Thank with your you. like aunt grandma's profile or some shit. Go follow yeah, him. Yeah, go, go make go the go sign up some more Gmails and make some more YouTubes and go follow his shit. <laughs> <laughs> All right, and I gave away my super, super duper secret bug spray recipe Saturday. On a, I didn't uh, get to watch it yet, but I saw the, uh, I saw the post. That'll save you a bunch of money if you're uh, spraying stuff. All right, I got to go uh, deal with the business of business. Well, have fun. <laughs> I will you. Uh, <laughs> Love you guys. Have a great rest of the day.